Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to this bite-sized episode in which I take one lesson from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. Hello and welcome back to the show. Simon here. So this episode is looking at two areas that are closely related, even if they don't immediately appear to be so, and they are vulnerability and shame. My guest is Dr. Pippa Grange, who was rightfully credited with helping to transform the culture and the outlook of the England football team. Pippa was really able to allow the England environment to become a less fearful place, which then undoubtedly contributed to the success they enjoyed on the pitch by emphasising and modelling vulnerability. Now, vulnerability is our willingness to show up authentically. So without trying to hide those parts of ourselves that we don't necessarily like. So our wounds, our traumas and our flaws, which we've all picked up along the way because we all go through adversity and pain in life. Pippa then talks about the propensity we all have to feel shame. So that deep sense of inadequacy and that fear of not being enough. And Pippa suggests that inner feeling of shame often gets projected outwards onto other people. And that's something she says that's really embedded in the cultural psyche, but has perhaps become more prominent in recent years, for example, through certain pockets of social media. Pippa argues that when people do project their own shame outwards and criticise, belittle or judge other people, it is in fact coming from their own fear of inadequacy. Here is Dr. Pippa Grange. You know, a lot of what you talk about is is emotion, fear, connection, vulnerability. And what came through is is your own vulnerability as well. I mean, how much of the importance you put on things like vulnerability, connection, 
has been shaped by your own personal journey and and emotional hurts that you've faced and overcome because clearly you've personally been through a, a hell of a lot mm. I, I think it's inevitable to a degree you know um, I had this conversation with a coach a while ago uh, um, asking whether I thought that it was necessary for a person to have faced adversity to to be truly resilient um, in life and in sport and Adversity itself isn't enough to create uh, resilience or to, you know, shape a world for you. You have to make sense of that adversity. You have to sort of do the work and the reflection and, and make meaning of what happened. You know, staying with just the hurt isn't isn't a viable option for progress. And, um, you know, just toughening up and uh, bottling the, ad- the adversity and the pain isn't a viable option either. So I would say that I've done the work. Uh, I continue to do the work. It's not a done deal. <laughs> I have as many flaws as the next person and no. as much to work out as the next person. But um, I'm very invested in um, being as honest as I can be about what I feel and where I am. And vulnerable, you can't do that without vulnerability and without this idea of intimacy um, of being, can I show you the real me? Can I... Um, be here and in a conversation with you and accept my flaws without having to airbrush them. Um, And, you know, and how much richer and deeper our conversations as human beings and our experiences as human beings become when we can just come as all of us. So I think that, yes, my personal journey has absolutely shaped that um, and my own working out and meaning making. But, um, you know, it's something I also see as a repeat pattern again and again in, in athletes and performers and people all through life that I work with and I have the, the privilege of working with, this is just such a common thing. So we all have pain. We all have difficulty in our past and, and things that hurt. Um, how have we made sense of that in who we want to be? Pain can clearly be a powerful and important driver to to growth and to enable people often to look back and be grateful for for what they've been through, even if it's been absolutely awful at times. And, you know, you talk about vulnerability and and I think what the, the name of your book, so how to win at life without losing yourself. And that losing yourself, I guess, is hiding parts of ourselves that perhaps we are rejecting in ourselves and imagining others to reject. And And that's something that's clearly very pervasive throughout sport, throughout society, in organizations, you know, in politics, in, in families and, and in our own psyches, isn't it? Definitely. And, and I think that, you know, there's a, a big piece here. Um, vulnerability is one part of it and shame is another part of it, which is sort of, you know, it's something that we all experience um, and we all have um, in varying degrees and it's easily triggered in us. But it's culturally um, uh reinforced and perpetuated quite often and in those cultures where we feel like if we are exposed or if we are seen to be dumb or not good enough or failed in some way there will be just a a veil of shame that falls uh, and it will be intolerable because it will mean that we're rejected that's where we really go underground or we either Um, close down so much of our emotional uh, um, self, our emotional and spiritual self, and just become more mechanical or robotic so that we can cope, Um, you know, kind of like a 
caricature of our of our natural selves, or we step out of the game entirely. And and again, what a loss in either of those cases because you know we are what we are, and we're naturally striving to be the best we can be. But those external shaming labels are very very unhelpful for a fulfilling life. Yeah, you talk about shame, and is your sense that the act of shaming is becoming more prominent, perhaps heightened by things like social media and and stuff like that. I mean, it seems to be at the root of what some people are dubbing the cultural war that's going on in various arenas Mm. at the moment. Yeah, I I think, um, you know, I think back to uh, English school systems, or not, not the system, I shouldn't say the system, but it's English school cultures and the sort of, you know, growing up in the north of England, the normality of um, school bus and classroom and playground shaming and abuse and bullying and how prevalent that has been in the psyche for, um, you know, a long time. And think about it at that level. I think it's been there for quite some time. Um, But the scaling up of it through social media has probably, you know, brought it uh, into the mainstream in ways that, you know, we, we certainly didn't have 20 years ago. And, um, and and there's a mm. uh, maybe a protective factor for the person who wants to shame or bully when they're looking through a screen and not into you know not looking somebody in the face that there's you know we get things like cancel culture where people are able to people just decide to rub somebody out completely and then they're not valid they're not worth anything um, and that's obviously that erodes the soul in in tremendous ways and um, it's. Uh, it's a real shame we can't find a better version of ourselves. And, and the person doing the cancelling, I think, it hurts the person who's being affected, but also the person who's perpetrating it, which I guess is true of all, all kind of acts of violence. Yeah. When we become the critic or the judge, um, it's coming from the same source of fear. Uh, it's a fear of inadequacy. It's a fear of personal inadequacy that's at the source of that. So, you know, when somebody feels the need to prove themselves as better than um, and that they can only be better than when somebody else is worse than, or they're, they're only a winner if somebody else is a loser. The root of that is fear. Um, and it can look very powerful and it can look very accomplished too. It, it quite often looks very accomplished. But the truth of the matter is that that's a, that's a fear of inadequacy, of not measuring up and of being uh, cast out on the basis of that. So it's taking a, 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 it, taking and using power in a way to protect from feeling fear. Thank you for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Life Lessons podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, please do so via my website, simonmundy.com or at simonmundy on social media. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.